Church. I'm Beth Francis. We have our e-bulletin available online with links to our Connect form and website. You can access this by opening the camera app on your iPhone or Android device and pointing it at the QR code on the screen. If you are new with us today, we are so glad you have joined us. Please connect with us by going to presschurch.tv or by snapping the QR code with your device and clicking on the I'm New link. This is not a commitment to anything, but an opportunity for us to support you and thank you for joining us. Woven, our weekly women's Bible study, is meeting tomorrow night at 7 p.m. If you're interested in joining or for additional information, please contact Krista Hoffman at choffman at yahoo.com. Our men's Bible study, Men of Courage, meets every Tuesday at 6 p.m. If you're interested in joining or have any questions, please contact Jason Allison at jason.allison at presschurch.tv. Each Monday night from 6 to 8.15, we partner with the Dream Center in Delaware to deliver groceries to families in need. We build relationships with these families and grow in our own faith as we serve others. You can volunteer once or twice a month or even weekly. To find out how you can participate, contact Pastor Jason at jason.allison at presschurch.tv. If you would like to join Press Church in making a difference in this community, there are four ways you can support us financially. If you're visiting a campus in person, there is a box by the back exit of the worship center where you can drop your support as you leave. If you would prefer to send a check, please send it to 8794 Big Bear Avenue, Powell, Ohio, 43065. The easiest way to give is by visiting our website or texting any amount to the number 84321. Let's celebrate everything God has given us and support the community both locally and globally. Now let's prepare to engage what God has for us today. Good morning and welcome to Press Church. My name is Sean Lee. I'm lead pastor here and I'm joined today with C.R. Pendleton and Jason Allison. Uh, yeah, you guys are in for a treat today. For those of you who are watching online, thanks for joining us. And as we already said, if you are new, uh, we are glad that you are joining us today. This is the last week of Leverage It. We've been talking through this for the last, well, this is the fifth week, I think now. And uh, talking about leveraging it. You look like you're about to say something. I always look like about it's probably going to be <laughs> something unnecessary and superfluous. <laughs> so leverage it. We've been talking about uh, how do we leverage everything God has given us? Um, how do we take our past, our gifts, our resources, everything that we have, and how do we use that uh, for God, for the good of the people around us? And we're going to continue uh, talking through that today, digging a little deeper. Uh, but I have a question for you all to start off. It's a really deep question. Why do you think God has you here? I, I wasn't joking when I said it's a big question. Why do you think God has you here? Right now, in this, in this moment, why do you think God has you here? Jason, why do you think God has you here? You told me I had to be here. I, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I think CR would say the same thing. Probably. CR, why are you here? 
I'm still asking God that. Right. <laughs> See, that, that's good. We're, we, we ask this question of ourselves all the time. Why are we doing what we're doing? Why are we doing this church thing? Like, who does that? Uh, why are you here? I think we have a tendency in our lives to uh, underplay where we are at at any given moment. I was telling the team before service, we tend to look one step forward. We're always looking for that next step. Where are we, gonna, where do we want to be? You know, I want to be at this next position in my job. I want to have this amount in the bank. I want to have my kids at this point of development. And we're always looking for, for the next thing. And we're missing here and now, like right now, what is happening? And how is God using you in that? And I think what happens is, is we, I mean, it's, we, we underemphasize the here and the now because we're looking so far forward that we miss the opportunities now. And so likewise, I think as we're talking about leverage it, uh, we miss how we leverage it in a community. We, we miss how we are uh, part of a community and how we play into that broader community. And I think that this is a this is a good reason why I have CR and Jason with me today. You guys are probably used to us being in the car. We do car videos. If you're new, come next week, you'll see a car video. But we hop in the car, we talk about stuff. And this is one element of, of Press Church in particular that I, that I love. I love the fact that I get to work with these guys. Um, and the good thing about it is we make each other better. We drive each other nuts. We do drive. I was, I was, I was going to get there. I was going to get there. I wanted to start with the good. You got to start with the good first, iron right? Iron sharpens iron. All right. That stuff, <laughs> you got to give a sandwich. Have you guys heard about sandwiches? CRs love sandwiches. You, you start with a good thing. You say something really nice. And then you give the critique or the, the criticism. But then you end with something nice. All right. So I was starting with a nice thing. that I love working with you guys. It makes it, you know, it's, it's nice. You drive me nuts. And, but that's the thing, though. Like, in relationships, it's never easy. As much as we work together all the time. We think very differently. Uh, if you could see some of the, you don't want to see the conversations, but if you could see and get a, a peek into the conversations, you would see each of our personalities coming out. You'd see each of our experiences coming out. And that's what we've talked about over the last couple of weeks is we're each unique people, individuals, but we don't relate individually. We relate corporately. We, we relate in community. And I think that's been, you know, for me, it's a pleasure because I know it strengthens me, it grows me. It's not comfortable. Um, you just like, you can blame us for things. Well, I mean, that is nice. <laughs> it does, though, beg the question. I mean, I, that, because we, we talk about being in community. We yeah. talk about, and, and, you know, if you look at scripture, are we called to live in community? Uh, you know, is, we is, talk about it a is lot, living but... in community the same thing as showing up to church? I, I think that's a, a question that we probably don't like to dive into because we say, oh, we go to church, and that means we're living in community because I show up once a week right. or so, uh, you know. Uh, um, as I was thinking about it from that perspective, because, you know, I've, I've said it also, I do enjoy the fact that we get yeah. to work together, we work through things together, uh, probably not the most, most efficient way uh, to get things done, but I think it's the most effective way in the long term. Yeah. Uh, but but I've, I've wondered, you know, why is it that we talk about community and, and what does that have to do with the Bible? Does it even connect? Is there, but, but really, and, and I think we've said this before that, you know, we were created to be social creatures, to live in the context of other people. Uh, Genesis chapter two, verse 18, right? It says, it's not good for the man to be alone. 
for fashion purposes, at least on the minimum, right? Uh, you know, it's not good for man to be by himself, by herself. And so God created another to join him so that there were two and they could live in community. Um, even the fact that we are created, Genesis 1 says that God created us in the image of God and the image of a triune Trinitarian God who isn't alone. He is in fellowship with the spirit and the son in a, in a beautiful relationship in a community. Um, you know, we can, we can only live out the commands of Jesus. If you think about it over and over and over, uh, Jesus said what? To love each other, to do this, to treat others this way. To, we can only do that within the context of community. Uh, throughout the, the letters of Paul, there's like, I think it was 18 places that are called the one another verses, where he says, love one another, forgive one another, serve one another. And it goes on and on and on. Obviously, you can't do that by yourself. You've got to be in community for those things to happen. Um, we were talking this week, and, you know, when we were talking about the New Testament, and those are great, you know, verses that we can use. And, but if you really dig into the context of the writing of the New Testament, I mean, think about these Christians. They are in a, in a small group of people, and they are going against the culture on every level. To the point where, I mean, we read in, what is it, Acts 6, where they start getting persecuted. They, they actually, to the point where they're getting killed because of their faith. So they had to live in community. Yeah. I mean, they didn't have a choice. It was that or die, because they truly forsake forsook everything to follow Jesus and to live in community. And so uh, sometimes in our culture today, we look around and we're like, I don't really need community. It's easy for community to be superficial. Well, yeah, because I don't need this to survive. I, I mean, think about like how many times, I mean, for, for you who are here, think about how many times you've come to church, said, oh, hey, you know, how's the week? Oh, it was good. And then you go home. It's like, you know your week's not going good. You're going through something hard. I saw I was talking to the group earlier. It's like, life is hard, right? Like, we're all going through something, and it's so easy. We come in here, we put our facade on, we say, oh, yeah, life's great. Jesus is good, and everything's fine. It's like, that is like the most untrue thing, and it's, it's hypocritical of us that we come in here and we try to put on this facade, and it's like, that thinking about that relationship, okay, our lives are actually at stake, our well-being right. is at stake. For us, we don't have like we can just be fake. We can oh, yeah. we can put the stuff on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and whatever other social media. Well, thing. you're rewarded for being fake. Right. Yes, yes, yes right. absolutely. So we go after the reward, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And then we try yeah. to reproduce that in our life. What we see, we try to reproduce so that we're keeping up with everybody else's social media page, and then. Well, and then we can't, we come into this context, right? And, and we can't be real. <laughs> right, be, exactly. we're not rewarded for being real. Right, right. There, there's a cost for being real. Yeah, right. For being yeah. authentic. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, mm. there are, there's a healthy way to be authentic and there's unhealthy ways of being authentic. Don't but, share all of your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, there's, there's a time and there is a place to share all of your stuff, right? Mm. But if, and being in community, there, there are healthy ways to do that, yeah. but it, it's not always healthy to just go out and share all of your stuff with everybody all the time, right? When we talk about stuff, we're talking about your brokenness, problems, things that you're dealing with, because there can be 
uh, a danger in that. You could actually get hurt if right. you do that in the wrong context. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And you can hurt others if you do that in the wrong context. Right. The problem is, is that yeah. we live in a society that does reward us for putting on the most inauthentic image we possibly can get. Mm. How your job works. How right. <laughs> and right. so often the church just reflects that. Right. You know? Right. Not to take it off or, off the rails there, but. Right. <laughs> no, that's the, you're you're exactly right though because the need for connection is considered a weakness mm-hmm. in our culture today. Right. When mm-hmm. I need someone else, oh yeah, especially in the American culture of self-sufficiency, of bootstrapping, right, right. of all that, you right, know, right, when right, I admit right. I need some someone or something, that's a weakness. Mm-hmm. And so when you but when you look at scripture over and over, it talks about living in submission to one another. You know, Ephesians 5, submit one to another. Uh, Galatians 6 says, bear one another's burdens. So you can only do that when you put yourself in a position to submit to one another and allow others in past the facade of of the Facebook status and and so forth and into the real you. And and that's that's hard. What if I don't know the real me? Uh, you're, you're in trouble. Sorry. <laughs> Who am I? But, but that's the thing. That I'm having an existential of, right. crisis in the but, middle of the service. But like, that's ah. part of this whole thing is, you know, God placed you here for a reason. Right. In his infinite wisdom, right. he has every single person in this room and, and watching online in the place they're in right this minute because he knew that that's where you needed to be. Mm. And it might not be because you needed support. It might be because you are the person who can offer support. It might be because you're like, you know, you talked about your gifts and your talents, your past, the good and the bad, and even your hope in the future. All of those things right here, right now are exactly what Mm. someone else needs, exactly what this community needs for us to truly accomplish these things. You know, first Peter four, he he talks, I love this. The very first verse of 1 Peter 4 that I was going to start with was verse 7. Uh, we didn't use it because it starts out, the world is going to end soon. Like that's the, and then he says, so do these things. You See, know, that's and, my favorite part. I know. That's a, Finally. But, but if you think about it, within the context of that, you know, the world's going to end soon. The most important thing of all is to continue to show deep love for each other. Mm. For love covers a multitude of sins. And that's not just saying I need to forgive someone like they wronged me and my love will cover that over. That means our love as a community will help squash sin in such a way that it no longer rears its ugly head within our community and as individuals. Um, It says cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. And and, and then he wraps up and says God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. So use them well to serve one another Mm. well that can only be done within community but you got to remember you are placed in this committee community that's committee and community combined into one uh you were you were you were placed in this community because he gave you gifts to use within this community to me that's just a beautiful uh it's a beautiful picture of how god is sovereign in all of this And when we do that, we start to understand community is the context in which you and we can practice obedience to God. I mean, it is, this is where we can experience spiritual development, spiritual growth, and we can begin to discover and embrace 
back to you not knowing you are, right. our identity in Christ. Right, right. I, I feel there's, like there's hope for me. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Right. When uh, when you said that, Sean, um, I know you're Thanks, you're using just... that, but there's a truth to that, right? I right. mean, there's a. Yeah. It doesn't matter. A lot of times, people think because uh, we carry a pastor title that we've got it all together. And let me tell you, that is not the case. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 so you can struggle with your identity no matter what what you're dealing with, right? And we all have this sense of like, we, we don't really feel confident in who we are. Hmm. And because the problem is, is in this society, we're forced to define ourselves by the things of this world. And this is why it's so important when we always say, uh, we're all about helping people embrace their identity in Christ. It's that full understanding that you are a fully loved child of God, okay? And that may sound kind of like, oh, what does that even mean? That sounds dismissive. But if you dig into that, if you dig into the power of what that means, and you can fully embrace that you are loved, you are absolutely loved, no matter what your paycheck looks like, no matter what your house looks like, no matter what your car looks like, no matter what your family situation is, you are fully loved. The mistakes that you've made, you're still fully loved. So being able to embrace that gives you so much more confidence in, in who you are in Christ, right? That's right. what this is all about. You can't have confidence unless you embrace that piece, right? Yeah, well, I think that's like last week when you were talking about it, leveraging your future. That's kind of, I think that's the foundation mm -hmm. of that. When, when I understand who I am in Christ, when I, when I submit myself to that, I, I trust Christ to give me my, my identity. Now, all of a sudden, I have hope for what's going to happen, mm -hmm. for where right. he's leading me, that no matter what I've done or, or didn't do, all of a sudden, I know I'm still loved. Yeah. Right. And that changes the trajectory of my life. Right. Well, I think it changes how you view other people as well. If that's, if that's the, if, if that's your identity, mm -hmm. then it makes you look at the neighbor differently, the coworker differently. It looks, it makes you see other people more through the lens of how God sees Other people them. and yourself. Right. You know, so often you hear the, um, because we've been talking to leverage it, right? And when we do these sermon series, if you guys get sick of hearing these words, trust me, we get really <laughs> sick of hearing it. It's like, oh, leverage it, leverage it, right? Hey, community. How many times have we heard the word community? And, but it's putting, like, solid uh, power behind what those words mean, right? Leverage it just means to use it, right? right. But you can't use it unless you know who you are in Christ. Right. So often you'll hear people say, oh, I can't do that. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Guess what? You're not. <laughs> you know, last week we talked in the video. Right. Like, pop psychology tells you that all you need is you, and you know you're enough. No, you're not. You're not enough. Right. Um, only through God are you anything, right? And if we can't embrace that, we're not. We're going to constantly think that right. we're not good enough, right. and we won't do the things that God's called us to do. This is why it's so critical that we step into things in obedience and in faith, which is going to 100% require that right. you rely on right. God for this, right? <laughs> right. So, uh, you know, there's <laughs> the, the question then is, okay, well, then how do we live in community hmm. uh, for Christ? And there's a scripture, uh, Philippians 2, 5 through 8. Let me just read this for you guys. And this is the NIV version, which I, I like in this particular context. Um, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing 
by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. Okay, so this is like, that's, that's like our extremely lot powerful there. scripture, like picking that apart, right? What, what is all going on there? And it, it I, I get on this kick. I have to say this thing. Do we, it. Go. We, we go, to, CR. Yeah, here we go. We refer to Jesus as the Son of God. Scriptures clearly call him the Son of God. But the problem with that is when we just take away that Son of God piece, we, we think, you know, he's the actual physical Son of God. Right. Like he was created. Jesus was not created. He's not the Son of God in that context. Yeah. It's showing us the it's an, love it's an of the Father, Son. Right. But that relationship is not a son and father relationship in the earthly sense, okay? This is so critical to understand because one of the common arguments you'll hear, you know, on Facebook and in social media and stuff like that is, God's this abusive God who sends his son to earth and then murders him. It's like, no, that is not not what happens at all, okay? So when we say he is— But it's so easy to be like, oh— Son, like we, right. yeah, it's like, oh, is that, it's conveying is true? the love, yeah. the relational right. context of a father and son. Right. But it's so important to understand he, when becoming flesh, is fully divine, fully God, mm-hmm. and fully man. Okay, he is God. This right. is God coming to earth <laughs> right. to die for us, not right. this abusive father who's sending his son to die for right. us in that, in that way. Okay. Right. So that we understand what, what that's like. And for some people, that's going to be like, what? What are you talking about? I've always heard it this way, and that doesn't make any sense to me. But um, just so you know, that's how it really is. And if you don't understand that, come and get one of us afterwards. Okay? I think, no, I think it's a great, I think, <laughs> I think it's a great thing to wrestle through. We, we see words, I mean, that's a tough thing in reading scripture sometimes, is we, we see these words, uh, we read them at face value, and we don't dig in to what, what's really being said here, what's really being represented here. And I think that's a great example. Is we just yeah, it's, it's a simplistic view of looking at the. You talked about the Trinity, the triune nature of God, and it's hard to understand. I mean, that's the thing. There's things that we don't fully get. Yeah. Well, like, the important it, yeah, there's an important the, takeaway the, in that yeah. because we don't get it. The important takeaway is there's a relational uh, connection there that's trying to share that love mm-hmm. of the yeah. Father to the Son. Right. The 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 scriptures use this uh, characterization of the family relationship mm. everywhere, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, husbands, love your wives as Christ loves the church, right? right. So it's right, right. like this, the relationship piece, that's a common thread throughout Scripture. And so it, we, what we need to understand is that is giving us uh, a, a mirror of what it means to live in community, mm. right? Yeah, yeah. So think about this for a second. Some of the toughest relationships in your life. <laughs> I'd rather not. Right? Well... If, you, if you've got kids, that can be a tough thing, right? Because you love them dearly, but yet they frustrate you so much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's these and really And are young. Wait till they get to be teenagers. Yeah, yeah. I, we, we tell them that all the time. But of course, I'm in the teenager phase, but, you know. Yeah, we've got like three different life stages. we got like new grandpa. He's grandpa. Yeah. Grandpa Jason. Even though you're I not that, not be a you're not that old. Yeah. No, but that, those relational, uh, those relationships, that is what we're talking about here. And when we're in a community together, that's why we call it the family of God, right? Mm. It's a family. So guess what? You're going to get frustrated with each other. There's going to be frustrations that happen in these relationships. 
spouses, right? Husbands and wives. Uh, lots of challenges in those relationships, right? Anybody who, go, who walks along, I mean, I don't know, maybe there's this magical marriage that's like, oh no, everything's wonderful all this time and we never have had any issues, but it's like, it, yeah, okay, all right. So I, a counselor was once, I was sitting with a counselor and he said, you know, you realize that marriage is like a crucible where everything gets ground down to this. But I was like, oh, that's not real exciting. Like, I really thought marriage was going to be better than that. But you know what? After, you know, 20, almost 28 years of marriage, I do understand that it's within that where you, you begin to see, because you got to live with that person. Through the good and the bad, through when you're mad at each other, when you're not mad at each other, when they disappoint you, when you disappoint them, that, that's all a process. And you're right that that it's only in those truly intimate relationships where you are with them constantly yes. that you begin to understand what love really is. Absolutely. Mm. And we're being called into that with each other. Again, when Sean asked that in the beginning, what do you think God has you here? Right. Well, you've been called into this relationship, into, we use the word community in this context. We also talk about it outside of these walls, right? right. And we're, you know, we're trying to draw others into this community. But it is so critical that we understand the value of the relational connection with each other and what God has called us to do in this context. So when we say leverage it, okay, it could be all kinds of different things. <laughs> could be uh, your talents, but it could be your money. It could be anything. And you, you want to, you know, money is always an interesting thing when you throw that in. It's like, don't oh, talk about that. Don't talk about money, right? But, you know, God uh, is calling us to be sacrificial and obedient, and we cannot leverage it, whatever it is, unless it's done in absolute obedience and sacrifice, right? The, we see this again, going back to that scripture, right? The, having the same mindset as Christ Jesus mm. and in the end of it by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. Wow. Like uh, sacrifice your wallet. That's one thing, mm. but death on a cross and right. it's calling us into the same mindset as, as Christ Jesus. Yeah, I, I was reading uh, Matthew 16 uh, this morning. It was interesting because that's where the, the famous word, you know, Jesus says, Oh, who, who do people say that I am? And, you know, oh, you're whatever. And then he looks at Peter. Oh, Peter, that's right. God, you know, you've been, that's been revealed to you when he says you are the Messiah. And, you know, by God, you didn't come to this on your own. Mm. And like the very next verse, Jesus, because he understands where they're coming from, he sees that they're starting to get it. The very next verse, he says, now he starts to explain to the disciples that he has to die, right? Do everything that you just talked about. And, and Peter, the one who just, you know, like nailed it, steps up and it says he reprimands Jesus. Mm. <laughs> for doing this, for right. saying, no, 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 Jesus, no, wait, wait, wait. Remember, I'm the guy who got it all right. Let me just tell you how this is going to go. Right. And this is not it. Right. And Jesus then, this is the context where <laughs> right. Jesus looks right at after. him and says, you know, first, get behind me, Satan. How would you like Jesus to call you Satan? But then, but then he, he <laughs> says, you don't understand what's really going on. You need to understand that for the kingdom of God to come, for this to be a flourishing place where the kingdom of God is happening, you need to deny yourself and take up your cross and follow me. In other words, you can't do it your way. Hmm. I don't care how smart you think you are, you are, how much of the, it's not about your way of doing it. It's about the way God has said it's going to be done. Yeah. And you need to submit to that right. if you are going to be part of this and, and to move forward with it. 
And, and that's, you know, when you read that verse from, from Philippians, that's what I, now I hear in the back of my head, Jesus yeah. saying, yes, <laughs> right. don't deny yourself. It's not about the way you think it should be done. It's about what I'm calling you to do. Trust me. Yes. Mm. Mic drop, right? This is great. Keep going. Absolutely. It. And, we, you know, sometimes we use the word this tension, like it's going to require this living intention. I don't like that. I don't mean I, I don't like I just don't like the word like it, 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 I would prefer to wrestle. I would say live wrestling with this stuff. Um, maybe balance would be a better word, but none of those actually work really well. It's just going to require uh, you to be obedient and sacrificial. And we it's like our reaction to that comes out in this wrestling tense kind of thing. But that's what we're called into. We're actually called into that. And so when we say leverage it. And we just put it on there, and you're going, what do they mean, leverage it? That's where you're supposed to ask God, what is it? Mm. What is it? What is the it in my life that I yeah. am not fully being obedient about? Yeah. What is it? Um, that's where you take your questions. Right. Ask, right. right? And I think, I, you know, early on, I think in the first week I talked about this, we, we crave uh, systems. We, we crave formulas. We crave uh, you know, give, give me the answer. We like, tell me what to do and I will do it. And I, I don't, I hope we don't get to the point where we're just like, oh, well, here, here's the right thing to do. Like, we want you to be working through this stuff. Like, we want you to not be like, well, my pastor said that I'm supposed to do this, so I'm just going to do this. Like, how does that include God? How does that include you working through what God, where God has you? And I think that's what we, you know, at the core of even what we do here at Press Church, it's like, how are you being intentional in your life, in the position that you're in, in the place that you're in, with the family that you have, with the children that you have, with the job, whatever it is, how are you giving that to God and saying, God, what are you doing with this? And being willing to, to listen. Um, I, you know, we're, we, we're in a position I never expected to be here in my life. Being on stage, pastor of a church, like, you asked me five years ago, I wouldn't even thought I would be here. Oh, we're still a little shocked. Well, I know. It's... <laughs> If you, you want to you see the grace of God, like, boom, <laughs> look at Sean. I don't know why he's up there, but. Uh, no, I'll but, tell you why you're up there, up here, because God said this is what needs to be done, and I'm going to shape right. you in such a way right. that you're the person that's going to spearhead this right. because I'm calling you to do right. it, and you're going to be obedient. Yes. Right. Right. And you guys were crazy enough to follow. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Desperate, crazy, whatever. Hey, but we had to do a lot of seeking God, right. too. A lot of, yeah, arguing and saying, yeah. I don't want to do this. Well, that's, <laughs> so, I mean, we're joking about it. And like, I, there is no question in my mind, like, when I, you know, I, I will say, like, uh, I see Sean's uh, humility in this, in this process. And it's not hard to go along with him and follow him yeah. because of that. But I will say, you know, again, back to the thing. This is not a us commanding you. Right. We're all in this together. And right. we're up here. We struggle with the same stuff that everyone in this room does on some level. It's, yep. it, it might not be identical, but I promise you yeah. we're struggling. And we're working through it, too. And so when we say you, we're talking us, to too. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think, you know, at this point, it's like, so where do we go from here? We're, we're ending leverage it. Maybe you guys are happy about that. Last, last, last Sunday. <laughs> They're like, I don't have to hear that Sesame Street intro. Right. <laughs> I don't know how many people got that. I was like. All the Gen Xers are older. Yeah, there's a certain age group that gets, <laughs> okay, they really went for something off there. 
I, I think, you know, you know what, is, what is God calling of you? You know, how, how are you intentionally saying, okay, God, like, where in my life can you use me? How do you want to use me? Maybe in this series, maybe this is the first time you're hearing this, this is the first message of the series, and you're like, well, I'm not really sure what you guys talked about before, and I don't know anything about this leverage. All right, but where you're at right now, how are you utilizing what God's given you? Uh, and it, maybe, maybe you know that. Maybe there's someone in this room, you've been wrestling through, oh, man, I feel like I'm supposed to do this. Are you doing it? Are you stepping out in faith? And then with that, tell somebody about it. We're talking about community. Bring somebody along. I, you know, I would not be where I'm at if it wasn't for these guys speaking into my life. You know, Jason, well, Jason's pretty smart. He might not need us quite as much, but. No, that's not true. <laughs> he's, he's well read. Uh, we each, we, we each compliment each other. And there's people in your life that you know you can go to. And that's why I said, don't, don't do this alone. Uh, don't, we're in a time where relationships are so superficial and so just thin. And it's like, to what end? You know what I'm saying? Like, so that I don't have to let people know the garbage in my life, to let people know the weaknesses that I have. Like, there are some people in here that can't handle that. You're right. There's some people that aren't going to be able to handle every part of your life, but there are people in here that can. And this is why, you know, we continue to say, you know, we're not meant to do this alone. We're not meant to do life alone. And it's going to be a struggle sometimes. And you're going to be called out. You're going to be challenged. And it's going to get uncomfortable, but it's good. And I can speak from experience. Like, it's good. Those times where one of them come in and like, yeah, that's not good. We, we have to do something else. I'm like, oh, I thought that was really good. Yeah. Guess it's not very good. And then you second guess yourself. And it, but it's, it is. It, you need that. You need that challenge. And I think the question, you mentioned this a little earlier, CR, is the question about being obedient. Uh, I used a, a phrase when I was you know, starting press. When we were starting press together, I used the thing of it's, this is a, an experiment in obedience for me. An experiment in obedience. I felt like I was supposed to do this. And I was like, okay, God. It was kind of one of those things. Like, it really was like an okay, God moment where I'm like, okay, God, let's start going. I started taking a step, and he was there. And I started taking a step, and he was there. And CR joined, and Jason joined, and we've had, we had people come around us, and things started to happen. And then we, we get in communication with Gateway Community Church, and we merge together, and we have this beautiful building. We're in the heart of Powell. And it's like, how did we get here? It's God. It's his grace. I'm not good enough. I'm not seasoned enough. We all have our flaws. And that's the thing for you. You're in a particular place in a particular time with something going on in your life. And the question is, what is God asking of you? Are you going to say, okay, God? And maybe that's just a little step. Maybe it's a big step. I don't know. I can't answer that for you. That's what he said. I don't want to give you all the answers. I want you to dig in. That's where you learn. That's where you grow. That's where that wrestling, that tension, the balance, all that stuff comes into play. And you say, and it's through that, it's through that that you grow in your faith. You grow, you mature, and you're able to take the things that you have and use them so much more powerfully. And that's what we're all about. Press church, press in, press out, go, do something. Don't just sit here and take in information. It's not about getting smarter. I mean, I, I'm probably the least smart person on this right here. Like, these guys are smarter than me, more, like, I, I, I mean. You're, you're more smarter. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> you don't have to. 
I could get insecure about that. I could get insecure about all sorts of things, but at the end of the day, I know. It's like, okay, God, you're asking me to do this. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do the best that I can, and I'm going to screw up, and I'm going to have times that I don't do it well, and there's going to be times where somebody has to come alongside me and say, hey, you know what? You should probably try that instead, or you should probably make adjustments. We're never going to have all the answers. We're never going to fully arrive, and so I think some of us, we need to get out from that shadow. We need to get out from that place that we've been sitting in, in the self-protected, safe space, and say, God, what, what are you doing, and what do you want to do with me? Ask that, God, what do you want to do with me? How do you want to leverage my life? And then include somebody else in that. And I think you'll be amazed, maybe scared, maybe surprised, who knows where God will take you. It might not be, you know, being a missionary or being a pastor, you know, don't, it's like some people are like, well, I don't want to quit my job. Don't quit your job. How, you're, you're in your job right now. What, how is God using you there? It's not like we're any better. We have our own mission field. We have our own way of, of reaching people. You do too. Yeah, quite honestly, Press Church will not grow if it isn't you stepping forward and doing that. A lot of yeah. times people use these words, pastor, missionary. And stuff. Yeah. You're just as much, uh, you know, we believe in a priesthood of all believers. That's like yeah. you have the ability to step out there and represent actually far better than what we do because it, it, unfortunately uh doing the church thing uh, you know it's like when you're a, a vocational uh, pastor it, it it separates you a lot of times yeah. uh you go into the community and somebody asks what you do i try not to tell people i'm a pastor because you want you want to see it's not a good idea people flip <laughs> immediately like oh i'm sorry i used this word and i'm like you, did you just hear me in the car like five minutes ago <laughs> uh you have a powerful role to play. Yeah. And, and this community, this, this family that God has put together in here, it needs to grow. Right. Healthy things grow. Right. But it won't grow if we don't all step up and take it outside of here. Right. And it's up, it's up to all of us. And you guys have it. It's just being able to embrace who God has made you to be right. in order to do that in relationship outside of these walls right amen no it's good yeah i actually miss i miss the relationships outside of a church environment mm -hmm. you know just working with people and I, I i miss that so you guys you have that opportunity go do it be <laughs> fulfill the thing that i can't fulfill yeah we have person. the it, it's always this thing of like you know easter's coming right so it's like the super bowl of the church <laughs> world jesus is rising yeah <laughs> So, of course, it's coming in a few weeks, right? So it does give you an opportunity to, like, yeah. it, it's no, culturally accepted way of inviting, inviting people right. into your space. Right. But it doesn't have to be Easter. It's all, all right. the time. Just bring somebody along with you, whatever you're doing in life. Uh, if, you, if, you want, if you want to train your children, if you have children, or if you, you know, have people, kids that you care about and you're trying to train them up, you bring them alongside of you, right? That's, right. that's like, one of the best ways for somebody to learn how to do something. And the same is true with relationships out in the regular world. It's right. like bring people in alongside of you. Right. And, and you know what? They might see the real you, and that's actually healthy <laughs> in, in, a lot, in a lot of ways. If it's done in submission to Christ, right. that's the important part. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, hopefully you guys are challenged. Hopefully you're encouraged. Um, you know, we, all, we all have something to give. We all have places that, that God can use. And I think the question is, are you going to give it over? Are you going to be obedient? And we'd be more than happy to help you in that, in that process, in that journey. Um, one thing I always want, I want us to be able to ask questions. I want us to be able to work through stuff. We're not just like, oh, well, this is what the Bible says. Like, let's work through it. Let's talk about it. 
Uh, I, think that's, I think that's healthy. I think it's good. In a time where people are, you know, deconstructing their faith or people who have been hurt by the church, uh, too many times the church just wants to say, well, here's the answer, and, you know, if you don't agree, whatever. It's like, well, that's not loving. That's not shepherding. That's not caring. Like, how can we be a place to work through that? Like, people have real legitimate questions. They have real legitimate concerns. And we don't want to put, just put our head in the sand and say, well, this is what we believe, and if you don't believe it, too bad. Like, that's not how we approach it. We have our beliefs, and we are very strong in those beliefs, uh, but we want to love this community well. We want to love you guys well. We want you guys to love other people well also. Um, and that's the thing. You guys are a reflection of us. Uh, we can only have so many interactions. We can only talk to so many people. Uh, it really starts with you guys. And so I hope you guys uh, feel that and, and want to be involved in that because um, it's really needed. So I'm going to pray, and then we can continue on. God, we thank you for this time. And we thank you for uh, all that you're doing in our lives, the way that you are moving, uh, challenging us. Uh, and whether we understand everything right now, God, there's plenty of things we just don't understand and are uncomfortable in our lives. And God, we give it to you. We trust you. And we trust that you're working in us, God. And that's what we want. We want to be a part of what you're doing and how you're moving and the ways that you're moving, God. I thank you for everybody here in this room. I thank you for everybody watching, people who are going to eventually watch this. And I pray that each of us would be stepping more and more into just listening to you and being obedient to you. Um, and that's hard because, you know, God, we, we get so caught up in our own lives and what's going on and the daily grind of the week. 